This is the Urban Phoenix Podcast with your host, Arian Horvitz. But first, a word from our sponsor. I'm somebody that really likes to step back and see things from a macroeconomic perspective. I like sociology over psychology. I like... Um, actually, they, they both interact so much um, that I, I can't really say that. But from what I mean by that is I love to really look at social trends. I love to look at what we do as, as a large group of people instead of what we do as individuals. Okay, That's really the, the, kind of one of, the, one of the signature differences between sociology and psychology. Sociology really looks like as a whole, what do we really do? There's what we think we do. There's what we might do as individuals. And then there's what we do en masse. There's what... The hardest thing for people to understand, and everyone's going to react to what I'm saying today, everyone's going to react and say, well, I don't do that. Well, I don't do that. And, and you know, that's not what a lot of people do. I'm not talking about what you do or what some people do. I'm talking about what most people do. I'm talking about what we do as a collective. And what I'm saying is, I'm saying maybe, what I'm, what I'm talking about is maybe 60 to 70% of people. Well, that's most people. When I say most people, I mean most people. I don't mean 98%. I mean 70, 60, 80%. Maybe you don't do this. So step back for a second take yourself out of the equation and say, yeah, I guess, I guess I suppose that's right. That's what most people do given, given, given this construct, given this, this, this environmental situation. So, okay, I'm going to get right to it then with that in mind. Uh, you know, I was thinking about, I, I've been doing a lot of research on the kind of the evolution of the sidewalk, the crosswalk, or, or more specifically, or actually more broadly, why cars have so much space now. And people who used to be in the streets, the streets used to be public space for people. It, it was, it's, if you look at old pictures of, of, you know, cities in the 19-teens, for example, city, the streets are teeming with people. People and carts and trolleys and <laughs> the, the the first cars, okay. And long story short, it just I'm, I'm working on a blog piece about this, so I don't want to get deep into it. But as cars became more prolific, so did pedestrian deaths. So automakers, big oil, um, you know, companies who had a stake in the automobile um, pushed lawmakers to push people to the sidewalks. And keep them out of the streets to keep for a, a nice and easy flow of of automobile traffic as the automobile became more 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 prolific and more dominant in our culture. So people got pushed to the sidewalk, and, and worse than that, um, these companies basically created the idea of the crosswalk, and really marginalized people to to staying to their their little tiny little sidewalks so roads got bigger sidewalks got smaller public spaces got smaller we rammed highways through neighborhoods that we consider blighted uh that still displaced you know millions of people in our country probably um hundreds of thousands of millions i don't know the exact number but uh you know that's that's 
that's what we did. We, we took the power of the automobile and rammed it down everybody else's throat and said, everybody else move aside. And that's, that's really, really interesting because that plays into kind of a, a common human uh, element. I mean, that's kind of what we do, right? The, the general thought is that when someone is given a lot and someone has a very little, that that person that has a lot will say, oh, you know, we'll, we'll respect that person that has little. Says, I'm, I, 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 I understand and appreciate that I have more and I'm grateful for that. And because of that, I'm going to look out for the the, the, the person that doesn't have as much as me, that's not maybe as capable as I am, that's not as fast or, or healthy or well-to-do. But that's not the case. The more power we are given as human beings, the more control, the more influence, uh, be it socioeconomically, be it physically, whatever, the more we tend to assert that power, especially over the people that have less. Whether we know it or not, that's what we do. That's just what we do. And worse yet, we make up excuses for why we have more and other people have less so that we can feel okay, so we can reconcile uh, our desire to dominate uh, specifically the people that have less and do it uh, and justify it and justify it to ourselves and everybody else around us. We create a narrative that works for our minds that makes us feel less guilty about it. The fact that we can roll for it. And look, I'm as guilty as this as anybody. This is just, this is, <laughs> I try to, I try not to do it. I try to stop, but I try to minimize it. But there's a lot of people out there that don't. They just go with it. Our human desire is to dominate. And when we give, when we're given more power, when we're given more control, we continue to assert that control and want more control after that. We see this play out on our roads and sidewalks. We see this play out between pedestrians and drivers, between cyclists and drivers. When, because automobiles are, automobiles are given massive amounts of space, comparatively speaking, to pedestrians. It's part of the reason, it's called induced demand. It's part of the reason why people drive so much more. If you think it's because driving is better, it's, it's not necessarily, it's not. We give more priority to the automobile. If we gave more priority to people, guess what? 40,000 people wouldn't die every year and more people would walk, bike. We'd build our communities around walking and biking, public transportation, things like that. But no, we've created a world in which it's very easy to drive. We have purposefully, uh, through socioeconomic and legal measures, prioritized the vehicle by far and away among any other mode of getting around. So we end up with a car-dominated culture. This is nothing new to most of the people who listen to this, right? But think about the psychology of it, or the sociology of it, really. This, this is a very strong construct that, that plays out in, in our minds. Um, it's, it's really interesting because, like I said before, in a logical world, you'd think that a driver would say, hey, I have all this space. You know, I'm going to, when I pull up to a crosswalk, I'm going to make sure that I respect that little space that that other that the, the pedestrians have. I have so much more power. I can go so much faster. I am given so much more space than that person that maybe can't afford a car or maybe is getting off the bus or maybe just wants to go for a walk along a sidewalk. So I'm going to look out for them because I have what I need. I'm, I, I have everything uh, that, that, that I need to get me from point A to point B. I have a car. I am fortunate. 
to be able to own a car. So you'd think that with this mindset, right, logically speaking, people would respect pedestrian infrastructure. People would respect bike lanes. People would respect cyclists and, and give them adequate room and see them as human. But the opposite is true. The opposite is very much true. The more power and control and dominance that drivers are given, the more they take. I promise you, I bike to work, I walk to work, I take different forms of transportation every day to work that aren't cars and every, every single intersection I roll up to, a car pulls into the crosswalk without looking. All you have to do is sit there for 30 seconds on a, on a moderately traveled thing, and you'll see two, three, four, five people not look both ways before pulling into a crosswalk. Just to do what? Save potentially five, ten extra seconds, maybe? on their commute? Really? Seriously? It's illogical, right? It's not logical. These cars have all the ability in the world to get to where they need to as quickly as possible, and they still need to, you know, gain that extra 10 seconds at, at the cost of what? Potentially running, hitting somebody? Killing somebody? Injuring someone? And we justify it. We say, oh, there's nobody walking here. Well, there's a reason nobody's walking here. It's because you're pulling into the crosswalk because every other car is pulling into the crosswalk. We have it backwards as a culture. We have it backwards. If you dominate, if you are given the amount of space that cars are, be logical and realize that, okay, you've been given this much. You don't need more than that. Right? I mean, that's just, that seems like basic humanity. Religious teachings are all about that very concept. Jesus would say that same thing, I think, if he was, if he was, you know, uh, walking along the streets today, right? Hey, you've got all this space. What about me? What about the people that are walking along here? What about the poor people that can't afford cars so they have to go on foot or they have to ride a bike or they have to ride public transportation? I see people walking to work every day trying to get to their retail jobs from their neighborhoods. And their lives are being put in danger every day by drivers who rationalize their desire to take even more space because they need to shave that 10 seconds off of their commute. We have to look at these human constructs. We have to look at why we do this. What is our motivation? Why is this so important to us? When given so much, we continue to take. It shows up on our roads. It shows up with regard to our poor. It shows up in every aspect of humanity. The more we are given, the more we take. And more importantly, the more we marginalize the people we take from and then justify it to ourselves. I'm going to keep this one short because I really, really want everybody to digest this because this is one of the most important parts of really why we live the way we live today, specifically in the United States. Think about that. It's a very, very, very important concept. Maybe the most important concept for us to mull over and, and really uh, you know, take a hard look in the mirror. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening today. I appreciate it. Take care and have a great day.